right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Johnny Sauter of the Camping World Truck Series. He is currently second in points in the Truck Series for GMS Racing with his one win at Dover this year. He's coming off a fifth place finish at Pocono, and he's heading into Michigan International Speedway this weekend. Now, Johnny Sauter, typically in interviews, uh, is short and sweet, I would say, at times. So let's find out if that was the case for this week's 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Johnny Sauter. And Johnny, the first question is, uh, how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I do think that there's a certain element of uh, God-given ability. Um, but I also think there is a lot to working hard and, and putting your, you know, being smart about what you're doing. So um, just because you have ability um, doesn't mean that you necessarily utilize it the way that you should um, in a lot of different ways. So, um, you know, I'd say it's, you know, to put a percentage on both of those, that would be a tough one for me. Um, but you know, I do think you have to have a little bit of natural ability, but you also have to work very hard. So um, that's, a, that's a really good question. So Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, now Dale Jr. have all either retired or are retiring next year. Um, what's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours? Well, I think a lot of people are fans of the truck series in general just because, uh, you know, there's a lot of action in, in our races. So, um I don't know. Maybe I'm because I'm in the same age group as those guys. are getting real close to it. So um, that would be my pitch. But, uh, you know, those guys were great race car drivers, obviously. And, and uh, But I, I think a lot of people need to pay uh, pay attention to the truck series. We put on a good show. So let's say you're uh, eating dinner in a nice restaurant with your family and uh, a fan wants to maybe come up for an autograph. Should they approach you or no? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I have no problem with that. So, um, And it's happened a few times. So... Um, just a matter of fact, last night, um, you know, after I was done eating, the people that were sitting at the table next to us came over and wished me good luck and all that. So, um, absolutely, that's all good. What's the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack? Oh, raising kids. <laughs> In today's society, um, you know, the way things are going, it's it's tough to keep them, uh, you know, keep them pointed in the right direction. So I have a lot of fun. I spend a lot of time with my kids, but it's, you know, I can see that it's going to be a challenge as uh, they get older. How old are your kids now? Uh, my son is seven. My daughter is six. My second daughter is, uh, she'll be two September. And then we got another one coming November 1st. So, um, we're going to be busy. That's a full house right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. F uh, you know, four kids under the age of seven. That's, uh, that's busy. What's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? Man, where'd you come up with these questions? <laughs> that's what I have the off season for. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of times just uh, how much work this really is and, and how much technology has really impacted the sport. I know it gets coverage, but, you know, when I talk to people even back home in Wisconsin and you tell them, you know, just how many employees an organization like GMS has with, with you know, one and a half Xfinity cars and three full-time trucks. I mean, we're pushing 100 employees and they're like, well, what do they all do all day? You know, so there's just a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And obviously, if you're not around it day in and day out, you, you wouldn't understand totally, but... Um, there's a lot of work that gets done and, uh, just because they all look the same doesn't mean they're the same. There's just, so, you know, I always look at it from that aspect of just, just how much work this really is. Who's the last driver you texted? 
uh, Eric Jones just a couple days ago. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what for, but um, that's uh, well. Actually, Crafton was wearing me out the other day, but I didn't respond to him, so I got a, a mean gesture from him. But uh, so yeah, I mean, it's you know, you talk to a few guys for sure. So he, you didn't respond to Crafton. He like shot you the uh, uh, unpleasant emoji or something. That's exactly what it was. More than one, but um, I finally called him back, so he's happy now. Do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? I think in a lot of ways, yes. Um, you know, I think a lot of people look to, to race car drivers to not only perform, but to, you know, have a good personality or whatever. So um, that leaves me out. But no, I'm just, uh, but, you know, it's, um, of course, I think people are entertained by this, you know, by the sport. And, and uh, but I also know that if you're not performing, not a lot of people will pay attention to you. So it's a, you know, it's a double-edged sword. All right, Johnny, important question here. What is your middle finger policy on the racetrack? Um, I try to refrain from using it, but I know when somebody does it to me, it sends the wrong signal to me, and I instantly uh, get hot. So, um, But I'm not going to lie, I've done it, but I try not to use it a lot. So some drivers keep a payback list for revenge reasons on the track. Do you keep a payback list at all for positive reasons, like if somebody cuts you a break, lets you in, does you a favor, something like that? Sure. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I, you know, you say you're going to get a guy or, you know, and, you, and you've had trouble with the guy, but to me, it just goes out the window because I'm just focused on doing what I need to do to be in the best spot that I need to be in. And, um, but if a guy does cut you a break, absolutely. Um, that's, I actually feel like I think about guys cut me a break more positive than I do on the negative side of it. So, um, just because they don't have to do that, you know, this is racing and it's aggressive and, and, you know, you put yourself in positions, you know, on both sides of that coin but um yeah it's I, I definitely keep a mental list of people that have you know raced me clean and uh but you never forget the guys that run into you and you know sometimes you run back into them who is the most famous person you've had dinner with whoa um i guess it depends on what your definition of famous is um i've been fortunate enough to have you know some pretty cool dinners with a lot of cool people but i would have to dig deep back in the old memory bank to think through the years of all the people that I've had dinner with. But uh, huh. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. I'd have to think about that one for quite a while. Uh, what is something about yourself you'd like to improve, aside from your memory, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my memory's bad, but, um, you know, just lead by example. Um, you know, the old saying, do as I say, not as I do. Well, you, ultimately, you set a good example by, you know, doing things the right way people pay attention more to that than the words coming out of your mouth so you know to me um there's a lot of things i can improve on believe me um but just uh ultimately trying to be a, a better role model for people and uh you know watching your you know what you say and, and how you say it so um i asked each driver to give me a question for the next interview and last uh interview was with blake cook and his question is who is your favorite teammate that you've ever worked with, and who is your worst or least favorite teammate that you've ever worked with? I honestly have been fortunate enough to have worked with a lot of good guys. I've had good teammates, really. Um, I can't sit here and tell you that there's a teammate that I did not like. Um, you know, there were guys you got along with better than, than others but uh, or had more in common with or whatever, but never really had bad, you know, bad blood or anything like that. So, um, you know, I had fun with – 
you know, obviously I spent a lot of time with Crafton and those guys over at Thorsport and, and uh, you know, had our fun over there. Um, but, you know, I can think back even early on with Kevin Harvick and, and those types of guys. I mean, it was it was good. So, um, yeah, of course, you want to beat your teammates and, and whatever. But I always was of the mindset, don't get caught up in trying to beat your teammates. Try to beat the competition. And, you know, that the other part will take care of itself. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I just... Uh, you know, life's too short to be mad at, at people, especially when you're driving race cars for a living and they're your teammate. It doesn't make much sense. So I don't know who the next interview is going to be with, but do you have a question I might be able to ask another driver in general? Uh, man, these are really good questions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think I say that every time you come to me, but, um, you know, I always am fascinated by the question. If you, if you weren't pursuing racing, what would be a career path that you would pursue? Like, you know, because race car drivers a lot of times are, you know, they, they get the thrill or the action part of it. So what type of a profession would they pursue if they couldn't have pursued a racing career? Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. All right, everybody. So there you have it. One of the shorter 12 questions interviews of the year, I think, but still a fun one with Johnny Sauter. Appreciate him taking the time to do that. Now, the podcast theme, I guess, will continue with the truck series for tomorrow. You know, these uh, two-day weekends that uh, had recently in the Cup Series made it a little bit harder to get Cup guys. Um, that's one consequence, I guess, the two-day weekend. Their schedules were more compact. So that's why uh, doubling up on the truck guys this weekend and the social spotlight for Thursday is going to be with Noah Gregson, of Kyle Busch Motorsports, who uh, took the wasabi eating challenge on Twitter because he got enough RTs earlier this year. So I got to talk to him about that. I won't be at Michigan International Speedway this weekend. I'll be back home here in Portland, Oregon after a long trip to Pocono and Watkins Glen. But I will be doing a podcast in some form after the race. So stay tuned for that on Sunday night. Until then, thanks as always for listening, and I'll talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.